And I am Pat Shea. And we're happy to be back in your ears. Yes, and uh, first, we love to hear from you about our new bonus ode that came out last week, uh, because that's a new departure for us. And so if you had some thoughts about our talk with Sue and Megan about someday a bird will poop on you, please let us know at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash funnyparents. And we have another bonus ode coming for you with a former Funny Parents storyteller from episode nine, Send in the Clowns. Mm -hmm. Um, So Megan Grano will be uh, with us next week talking about her new book, AJ's Bad Temper. Exactly. And in the meantime. In the meantime, if you're like, oh, you know what Mm. I really need for my computer is a Funny Parents sticker. Yeah. You can get that at Red Bull. Look exactly. at us. We're being so entrepreneurial. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so you can buy stickers or face masks or T-shirts or bags or totes, all with the Funny Parents logo on it. Let people know that you're funny because we know that you are because you have to have a sense of humor if you're a parent. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, and thank you for all the the likes, the subscribes. Uh, please review and share Funny Parents out with your networks. Uh, we were just talking with someone today who said that this has been a really nice thing to listen to, to know that they're not alone. Yeah. A little lightness in the world. Which is exactly the reason we started this podcast was uh, was to feel a little more connected to people. And that was before every, you know, that was that was years ago, uh, before everything shut down. We certainly need it more now. Yes. Uh, but no, we're not in it alone. No, but... and. To that end, parents, I know across the country and a lot of our friends uh, are doing remote learning Mm -hmm. and it's it's some heavy lifting going on that's happening. Uh, So last episode, you'll notice Kate Tellers was our only storyteller. Uh, We have another one story episode for you. Exactly. We have a lot on the way. A lot of parents who are like, yes. Yes. And let me just get this thing uploaded to Google Classroom and I'll find a time to tell a story and so there are a lot in the hopper including sue is going to come on uh from someday a bird will poop on you yes exactly is going to come on and share a story as well in the meantime though don't be too shocked if some of these episodes are one story episodes because we're all going exactly (laughs) because pandemic just an excuse now home learning School starting, which this week our kids went into the classroom for the first time. Yes, they made it in New York City, yeah. actually sent children into the classroom. Yes. And uh, yeah. It went well. There we go. It, it did. It went well. It did. We'll see. We'll see. I give it two weeks before the whole thing shuts down. <laughs> um, but we are oh. so excited to have our storyteller tonight, Joe Minakawa. Yes. And years ago, boy, right before I moved to New York and Mary was already here, we were doing long distance. So this was before we were married. I got a chance to coach an improv, an independent improv group every week for nearly a year, I think. And uh, it was so many talented people. And Joe was was someone that I always like held on to and remembered for that time. He's gone on, he's performed improv at IO and second city and all the big houses in Chicago and also became a dad along the way. Yes. He has son AO who is one years old Mm -hmm. now. Um, And he went through that wonderful stage when you first start feeding your child of, Oh, what if my child's allergic to something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Enjoy this tale of making that discovery. 
So I guess the first thing I'll say is my wife's name is Jenny and mm-hmm. my son's uh, name is Ao. Mm-hmm. Um, and around four months old, we introduced him to solid foods, which was mm-hmm. primarily right. like oatmeal and pureed fruits and vegetables. I guess four months is kind of the uh, the time when you do that. And uh, also around that time, I've heard from like pediatricians or you know some experts say that you should uh, introduce high allergen foods to your children around this time. Ah. Mm-hmm. So we did, we did like the uh, eggs and peanuts and all that sort of stuff. And at four months, he was fine. No issues whatsoever. And um, then cut to around six months. It took us that amount of time to to reintroduce it, which is probably a little bit too long to kind of reintroduce those high allergen foods to him. But for whatever reason, it took us that long. So around six months, um, we started to uh, reintroduce him to peanut butter, which we, Jenny usually feeds him. And I was in the kitchen washing the dishes and she was about five feet behind me. And she mixed up the peanut butter just a little bit more than the first time in the oatmeal and started to feed him. Mm. Yeah. So, um, couple minutes later, she says, Joe, you know, come here, look at AO. He's got some red spots on him, which he's had red spots before. Like he's got dry, like eczema. He has Mm -hmm. that and he would have like one or two dots. It wasn't like so unusual that he had that, but he would have like a little red spot with a little dot in the center of it. And so I was like, okay. So I turn around, look at AO and AO's got like 15 red spots all around his like mouth area. No. Yeah. Right. So we were like, okay, that's new. That's, that's new. We're not used to that. Uh, That's not what I expected. So we immediately kind of assessed the situation and said, okay, it's probably the peanut butter. Um, Let's, you know, he's, he should stop eating that immediately, um, which he did. And we should observe him kind of from there. Mm -hmm. So stopped eating it. And, a couple minutes, like really fast, the spots went away. And that's kind of typical. So we're like, okay, cool. Um, let's kind of keep an eye on him all day. Right. He was fine all day long. No issues. So this was around two o'clock or something like that. And then around bedtime. So we have like a nighttime routine with him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, read him stories, give him a bottle, give him a bath sometimes. Um, okay. And so I'm going to... Uh, interject something that's kind of embarrassing uh, <laughs> right now, which was okay. uh, <laughs> when he goes to sleep, I am relegated to the guest room. Um, mm. Yeah. So they, AO and Jenny sleep in the main room and I, <laughs> and I can sense that you're judging me right now. <laughs> Pat, Never. Mary, no. there's a lot of judgment and I feel it. You're, and I, and I, you know, I get it. I get that. Like I, when I heard, People would say like, oh, yeah, we sleep in separate beds or whatever. Or I was like, oh, my God, their relationship is a sham. They're like horrible people. Uh, and you know what I mean? And I could see that other people, you know, like I could see that people <laughs> would say that about me, that like he's, you know, Joe's stupid. He's horrible. His, you know, his penis doesn't work or whatever. <laughs> so but what I would say is, now, you know, we should get by this. The judgment needs to stop. And the reason that it happens is that um, AO was not a good sleeper. So AO just wasn't very good. He still was. I mean, it was only, this was like six months, but we've, we've done everything. And and on top of him being a terrible sleeper, I am like a nightmare to sleep next to because I grind my teeth. I snore. 
it's like a seven hour like train wrecks like sleeping next to me. <laughs> so we like when when Ao would sleep, we were like it was like precious time, and then Jenny would be like you just started snoring and he woke up and it was a disaster. And so we basically said, Joe will have to sleep in the guest room. Okay. <laughs> so well, that's fine. We're fine with that. Um, you know, we've lived with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway. So I, I, I guess I'll interject another <laughs> sidebar, which is that this is a little controversial, but we co-sleep as well. I don't actually, I don't co-sleep, but Jenny co-sleeps with him, mm-hmm. which is when, they sleep in the same bed, right? Yeah. Right. right. And it's so that controversy. It, I mean, if at the time when I was looking it up, Patrick, it was like it was like the guidelines specifically say before six months, if you cannot do that or else you're risking suffocation and all that sort of stuff. So I mean, in my mind, it may have not have been like it was everywhere when I looked at it, but maybe you're right. Maybe it was like not terrible, but in my head I was like, you know going to sleep knowing that he could possibly be dead. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, we're, we're not going to go that route unless we absolutely have to, you know, and I'm paranoid. Jenny's paranoid. So we take that stuff seriously, but Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think most parents know that, um, that every child, every situation is kind of unique, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and so we've tried everything with his sleeping to be like, Oh, we did the fervor method. We did, um, you know, getting him to fervor method is like when you sleep, uh, he put him down and then leave him two minutes. He cries, you go back, you know, check on him, comfort him, leave five minutes and keep on doing that. And we tried to do that. And online I would look and it would be like, uh, oh, we the forums would say like we did the Ferber method. The worst it was like the worst night ever. He slept for he, he was up for an hour and forty five minutes. It was the worst case scenario. Ao was up for eight hours. <gasps> eight hours oh, after he nor like so I was getting up and like checking him out. Anyway, so I guess my point is is that like you know when they say that um, you know the suffocation and all this sort of, you should take it seriously, but also America, like there's places that you can't get pack and plays or like bassinets that you clip on to the sides of your bed and like sleep like that. I mean, just be safe and, and you know, you know, whatever your child, I think it'll be exposed and that path will come, you know, naturally with, with that. So we co-sleep is my point. Sorry. That, that was my sidebar. So yeah. That was me. That was me doing the sidebar. And um, so back to the, the back to Jenny and Ao uh, getting ready for bed, and me being in the other room uh, like a loser, uh, getting ready to sleep. So I hear, you know, like I'm, I hear them. They're like doing their thing, and um, and next thing I hear, which is like the worst thing you want to hear from me, which was Jenny calling out my name with mm. with uh, with like. Uh, fear and sort of like uh, a sort of uh, urgency. Uh-huh. And so I hear that and I come running in the room and AO threw up. Right. And oh, wow. um, I'm used to AO spitting up like the spit ups are these cute little <laughs> spit ups. Uh, <laughs> this kid threw up so much and it smelled like it smelled oh. like vomit. I mean, it smelled acidic and terrible. Yeah. So we were like, oh my God, what, you know, what's happening here? Jenny grabs him, starts to take him to clean him off. 
I immediately start addressing the bed sheets and changing them and doing all this sort of stuff. And, um, you know, we're like, what happened is it? And then we remember the peanut butter. So we're like, it's probably that allergy. And mm-hmm. so we're like, okay, what do we do? Should we call the doctor? Blah, blah, blah. He throws up again. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. So we're like, okay, call the doctor now. Call the doctor. Um, 10 minutes passes. They call us back. And it's like a video sort of thing. Um, and uh, she's like, okay, well, what's the situation? We're like five hours ago. You know, we fed him peanut butter, red dots. You know, he threw up in the bed. And she's like, okay, well, maybe kind of observe him for a while if he continues to throw up. He throws up again while she's on the phone with us. Like, oh. um, and so she's like, okay, on second thought, take him to the emergency room. Oh my gosh. Hmm. We're like, okay. So, um, get off the phone, just drop everything, start grabbing N95s, getting his diaper bag together, running around like a maniac, just getting everything we need to go to the emergency room. Um, it's scary enough during normal times with the pandemic you're going and now you have to, you know, worry that COVID's going to be there or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we get everything together. Um, he, I guess he throws up another, you know, when we're leaving, he throws up one more time. Um, oh it's like around nine 30 at this time at night. And, uh, um, we get in the car and drive immediately. I go down a, of the wrong way on a one way street. I have uh, a <laughs> horrible, horrible vision and uh i don't i have my glasses which i haven't like updated the prescription so it's like they're horrible i can't hardly see so i'm but i go down one way and eventually make it to the hospital in like 11 minutes which is like it's close to downtown it usually takes like a half an hour i just buzz Mm -hmm. as fast and as cautiously as i could so we get there at 11 minutes he throws up one more time in the car just as soon every time we start to be like he's gonna be okay throws up again, just shoots us into, you know, hyperdrive of chaos. We get to the hospital. Um, the vibe in the hospital is like so relaxed and we're like, you know, ah, like screaming, <laughs> going in, like my son, like get on, you know, like get off your asses, you know, like just whatever. It's like, <laughs> they're like, please go to the emergency room desk and whatever. So we go, uh, get up to the emergency desk and, like I said, everything's so calm. And then they finally say, okay, go follow the red shells to room 12. So we go to room 12 and there's like six doctors or nurses in there. And that's when the chaos that we felt kind of started to match the energy of the entire, like that's when everything just went haywire. Two doctors come over to us and start saying like, what happened? And we're like, uh, you know, red dots, five hours, throw up, blah, blah, blah. You know? And then while we're doing that, they grabbing AO, my kid, and they're putting the heart monitor stickers on him and putting all this stuff on him and started saying like, he's wheezing, anaphylactic, you know, like it's just oh nuts. And it's like, I'm trying to tell the one doctor what happened earlier. And then I'm trying to comfort AO and AO is six months old. He's hardly seen anybody. He sees all these people with masks on pocket, like prodding him and like poking him and taking like, it was just the set. He was so scared. And I just wanted to like, I didn't know what to do. It's like one of those moments where a parent just wants to be able to control all this that's going on, but there's nothing you can do. And it's, you know, it's just, it was heartbreaking. And so on top of that, then they're like, we have to, he's wheezing. Let's uh, give him an uh, epi shot. So they give him the epi shot, but then they have to, um, they do an IV, which I hate needles. 
Um, mm-hmm. And an IV is like the the worst. It's an it's a, a, sh- a shot that doesn't come out. You know what I mean? They put it in your vein, <laughs> and then it just stays there. Like I, you want that shot in and out. You don't want to like. So anyway, so the IV they put him in. They put him in like a little Velcro cast, so he can't pull it out. I don't know how long this whole thing lasted. It seemed like a really long time, but eventually it started to be like, okay, he's starting to be okay. Yada yada yada. Um, he's starting to not wheeze and, you know, I'm like, just tell me when it's okay. Tell me when he's going to be safe or whatever. And so eventually there, everything was calm. They leave. And there's like a couple doctors that were just kind of explaining everything to us. And so, uh, I hold AO and he starts to fall asleep and, um, they, uh, they basically were like, okay, you know, we'll observe him for a little bit longer. And then he throws up again. No. Um, oh my God. And so they're like, well, he's going to have to spend the night here. Um, and, uh, we're gonna have to observe him for, you know, for the night. And they're like, and one of you has to leave. Right. So, which is like the worst thing in the world to ha- mm-hmm. hear that is like, one of you have, and I get it. Like it's, you know, pandemic times and stuff. So they were like, one of you have to leave. And they're like, we'll leave you alone to kind of discuss who will stay, you know? And so me and my wife, Jenny are kind of, uh, we we start to give the pros and cons of you know who should stay and who should go and why and all that sort of stuff. So my wife Jenny was like, okay, well, you know, I have type O negative uh, O positive blood, and that's that statistically it's better for mm-hmm. you know COVID yep. patients. Uh, I'm a woman. I um, I have a, a higher probability of uh, surviving if someone was to get COVID. Uh, I sleep with him uh, every night. Um, I comfort him. I have a mm-hmm. boob that I feed him when he needs it. You know, mm-hmm. and so. And then she looks at me to kind of like tell like my kind of uh, my pr- pros of it, and I was like, well, "Well, I'm holding him right now. I mean, like, I uh, I want I want to, uh, you know, like it was just there was nothing that I had. It was just so sad. So <laughs> I relented in that I knew that I would have to leave, and so." Um, so I left the hospital that night and they were going to spend the night and she promised me to like text me everything. And mm-hmm. so we were like, okay. And, um, so I went home and like cleaned up all the, you know, the disastrous, like peanut butter oh, vomit goodness. all over the house oh. and tried to get some sleep. I don't know if I did. I was like Googling like, you know, life as a parent with a peanut butter, you know, like it was just mm-hmm. trying to figure like solve it all in one night. But, um, you know, she texted me a couple times of him in the, and he was fine and they were doing well. And, and, uh, and then the next morning she called me at like eight in the morning and she's like, well, we should probably be done at like noon. And I was like, I'm already here. Like I'm outside the <laughs> hospital. I woke up at like six forty five and like drove there. And so at like noon they came out and, um, you know, we, it was just amazing to see them. He acted like nothing happened. He was totally mm. fine. And we actually went home and for the first time in a really long time, we all, we all got into bed and took like the most amazing nap, like all together <laughs> in, the, in the same bed and, until I started to snore. And then oh, I got no. kicked out of the bed. At that oh. point. And that's, that was, that was my story. Oh, oh my god! Oh, I'm <laughs> so sorry you got kicked out of there. Oh, so, so. It was wonderful while it lasted, though. Yeah, That is a harrowing tale. Yeah, yeah. 
And it made me laugh because listening to how kind Jenny was in describing all the The, reasons why she felt she should stay. A very sensible debate. Yes. Like, here are my... It's almost like she pulled out a PowerPoint. (laughs) It was like, here are the bullet point reasons that I think I should stay. And I thought to myself, wow, that's super duper nice because I would have just turned to Pat and been like, I'm staying. Um, You can go. (laughs) Because I wouldn't... (laughs) Not that I wouldn't want to value your input. Right. But... I would have stayed. <laughs> um, and I, I and I would have wanted to stay as well. And then I, I, I would have understood that there's no chance I was going to get to stay. <laughs> but luckily, AO is good. All good. <laughs> um, and uh, I know that's a scary thing, the whole peanut allergy. And, mm-hmm. yes. and it's always one of those things, at least in my life, that feels completely distant. Oh, mean? peanut allergies. That's over there. Even even though I know there are kids at the school who have the epi, yeah, epiphanes, it's just it isn't something that we've ever dealt with or or anything like that, and uh, and it always feels like it's it's over there. No, our son has a pretend allergy to carrots. Mm-hmm. He yeah. like threw up once as a baby, and we were oversensitive, so we we're like, oh, we can't feed him carrots, and now he's like, I'm allergic to carrots. Yeah, he's not allergic to carrots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's just his way to get out of that vegetable. We should sneak them in sometime. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you share, subscribe, like. Uh, if you're in need of that funny parents sticker or anything, check out mm-hmm. redbubble.com slash funny parents. One word, funny parents. And uh, we will be back in your ears next week with, with another, another bonusode. A book club bonusode. My goodness. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Bye.